0: Hi, and welcome to The Expanse of Podcasts. My name is Eric, and joining me on the other side is my ever-elegant co-host, Mr. John Sane. John.
1: Hello, Eric, my main man down in (laughs) Joe. What's happening, bro? How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I spent the morning in meeting at MTN. Yes. Not really spoken about it much, but last year I was drafted into the MTN coaching pool. Yes. And so there's only about 20 or 30 of us, I think and this morning was spent going into a bit of strategy and you know how what are the themes that we need to be coaching towards this year and what are the important things that MTN wants to be working towards so really really cool to be able to sit in a room and see what a behemoth like MTN is doing and where they're focusing the energy in terms of developing their people so that's been really cool Uh, what's been happening on your side
1: We are close to launching Future Self Academy, our author-led online interactive course platform. So there's a lot of work being done there. I have a publicist in LA that I've been dealing with and a publisher in Seattle to launch my books in America in the middle of the year. So a lot of that going on, also meeting with different organizations here in Dubai, uh, looking at helping them prepare for the future. So lots going on, lots of exciting things. Also researching my next book, Evolution of Value, and that's also very much every morning I'm starting with uh, about an hour of uh, sort of intensive work around the research and writing of that at the moment. So a lot on the go, plus some getting in my two hours of meditation with Joe Dispenza and I'm getting a workout in and I forgot to eat till like an hour ago. So the whole day I haven't eaten up until now. It's like right now it's half past five in the afternoon. So I only ate at half past four. But y'all, really exciting. Lots of good things on the go. Next week I'm in Cape Town. i um, doing some work with Suntum and I'm taking myself a four five day break in Cape Town. So really looking forward to that as well. And then we have our expansive launch yes. on the 12th of February. Which sold out in
0: 18 hours.
1: Yeah, sold out in 18 hours. What a win.
0: 150 tickets.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're going to increase seats now. So we're just waiting for a venue to confirm and hopefully we can increase seats. So yeah, that's all exciting stuff on the go. And all of it is about trying to add as much value and impact into the world around us. And uh, it's just a wonderful process to be adding value to people and being paid for it and just having a good time while you're doing it. And I made a post about it and I was like, when work is more fun than fun. Mm. It really is. It's just uh, what a lucky streak that we're on that we have this sort of opportunity.
0: Two things. So I think it's really cool that at the moment you're in the cycle where you're launching new things but old things are also being relaunched. You know, like you essentially launching Magnetize and what your moonshot into new markets while also launching the new book. It's kind of cool how it's all uh, coming together at the same time. And then
1: second thing is- Totally unexpected, Eric totally yes, unexpected yeah. I mean you know when, when you finish writing a book you know and then you forgot about it and then other people are just picking it up yes. like you know The Alchemist was like 12 years in the stores until Chelsea Clinton read it and shared it on social media and it became a bestseller so yeah, these things take time you know
0: the second thing is I just realized that I had a dream about you last night and I forgot about it
1: <laughs> is this <what> the platform <laughs> the- to be talking about this Eric that means should be offline <laughs> <laughs> it's PG. It's PG. Uh, okay, okay. Then don't no, tell us. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, no, get it, get it. Go ahead, get it. The,
0: the dream was actually that because uh, I'm also writing my book, and I dreamt that we were sitting talking about books, and you were showing off, and you were like, Look, I'm writing 4,000 words a day, and you were like sharing your screen with me, and I, I felt so woefully like inadequate. <laughs>
1: What do you mean showing off? I was inspiring you to be better, Eric. Yeah, it's funny. Was that Listen, it? Uh, Did you wake up and that, disgruntled that with me? That was it. Oh, that well, was that's it. at least all I can remember. <laughs> John's a chop. Well, that was it. That was the end of the, end of the dream. Okay, cool. Listen, uh, okay. let's talk about what we're talking about today. today. And yes, so,
0: yes. so really, we want to expand a bit on a video that you made recently around an experience that you had, a letter that you got sent. So yes. tell us a bit more about that
1: so yeah i mean it's been quite an ordeal to be honest you know i um, never expected this to affect me so deeply and it really did uh, secretly inside my head it affected me for a week or more and um, i called the video the forever reflection points like when you get into an elevator and there's mirrors on every side and when you look into the one side you can just see forever in fact it is forever because they keep reflecting each other but before i get into what i shared in the video which was really my aha moment on the taxi ride from the hotel to the airport in Azerbaijan. <clears throat> it took my breath away that I this sort of aha moment that I had. But let's back up to last week, Tuesday, when I was in Barcelona. And I arrived in Barcelona and got an incredibly rude email from somebody that I was supposed to work with at an event. And what had happened is... They'd asked me to do an event and speak at an event, and I'd agreed to, and a free event, and you know, this is our bread and butter, so you don't always give out a freebie, but I thought there was a nice cause, and I thought I wanted to be involved with it, and so I said, sure, no problem, and about a week out of the event, they asked me for my slides in PowerPoint, and my normal response is one i don't share slides only for the reason that i have some information from the copenhagen institute for future studies that is only really for members And also, I am constantly upgrading my keynote. So for me to send it to you a week out, I don't know what I'm going to change, how I want to change it. And I really am working to my presentations right to the night before, if not the morning of the presentation. In fact, sometimes I'm sitting in the audience changing things because I want it to be like you, a perfectionist. And I also don't use PowerPoint. I use Keynote. So my response was, these are the reasons. And my business manager went back and said, these are the reasons. They said, no, no, we definitely need your presentation. And I again responded and said, look, we're not able to because we can't convert it to PowerPoint, we'll lose a lot of the animation. And the response was, if you do not send us your presentation, this will be the end of our relationship. I was like, what? Wow. What do you mean? Like, no, this is. I'll bring my laptop and we'll just plug it in. It's not like, you know... And the response from that was that your arrogance is so glaringly obvious and it's just disgusting. And we're so happy that we know this now from you. We are uninviting you from the event. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa whoa, 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 what the hell is going on here? And I, I wrote back and I said, look, uh, this is a real pity because I don't understand what's going on here. But I hope we can find common ground in the future. But obviously, this one's, I'm going to sit out because there's obviously, it's, it's too sensitive. Mm. And they came back with, it's not a pity at all. We're so happy that you're not doing this with us. And we want nothing to do with you. And it just was a rant. And, and my response was, I hope we find common ground in the future. That was kind of, I was trying to like, be okay with it. And which they all deleted me off Facebook uninvited me from the event. Wow. Look, can we just recap here? It's a free event that mm. I took my time out to do. All I didn't want to do was share my slides and PowerPoint, change the PowerPoint. Mm. And so I'm in Barcelona for the day and, um, and now my stomach is cold and I am shocked at this incredible, aggressive email. And I cannot understand for the life of me where it came from because Everybody asked me for slides and my response is always the same. And everybody has come back to me with, no problem. We'll work it on the day. And so this was incredibly surprising. So that day in Barcelona was very, very tough for me because I was questioning, am I like that? I don't understand why somebody would be so aggressive and so cutthroat, you know, like so like this is the end. I mean, it was just a presentation. I didn't do anything to anybody. So anyway, so I sat with that for a couple of days and it was really painful because it was constantly on my mind that discussion and I just couldn't understand what was going on. Plus there was other people involved with them that took me off social media. And I was like, how unelegant and how unjust, I just couldn't understand what it was all about. And so I made a post on Facebook and I put a picture of myself up and I, I said, look, I got this incredibly rude email a couple of days ago. And what I've started to realize is that everybody you meet has a different version of you in their minds. And you can't manage that version. But what I can say is that what he was doing was projecting his own level of arrogance onto me because you can only find what you look for. And it's such an unconscious behavior because if you're conscious, you will understand that you're projecting. And if you're unconscious, well, you just don't understand. And it's his thing, not my thing. And so I've got to also become okay with the fact of not owning it, right? And so that post got, I don't know, 60 different comments and likes and Bless all my friends on social media because everybody came and backed me and like, and I even got people screenshotting it and sending me WhatsApp, tell me who they are, we'll go find them, we'll go beat them up and, I, and like, like really cool, like funny, cool little things that my friends were doing to like back me up. And because I guess, you know, my, my heart is pure. I don't have ill intention. I really never have Ill, Ill intention with anything that I'm doing, especially with building my brand. It's the last thing I want to be able to upset people about, you know? Anyway. And then I sat with that, and I felt vindicated, and I felt that it wasn't my thing. And then I started thinking, and I was walking around Azerbaijan now in Baku, and I'm walking around, and I'm thinking to myself, that was too easy. In fact, only saying that you have a different version of yourself in everybody else's mind, and that was his projection, not mine— is too easy because it takes Mm. all responsibility off my shoulders. And as I was driving to the airport, I was like, hit me like a ton of bricks is that this is my creation. I have, and somehow think this of myself in order for me to have reflected the point of somebody saying it to me. It's also my creation. Yes. He's got his stuff and he's got his issues and don't we all, but if I just make it about his projection, I don't get to look at myself and say, well, how do I improve myself? How do I not come across in that way? How do I not tick somebody off? And how do I know whether I am just protecting my brand or really stepping out and being arrogant? Now, if I just made it his issue, I wouldn't be able to ask the question of myself. Am I protecting my brand? Do I have a strong boundary? Could I have come across to it kinder? Or is it really his stuff? And I think that reflection point of realizing that it's all me, everything is me, like with everybody listening to this podcast, your whole reality is yours. You can't just pick and choose the cool parts and the crappy parts. You're like, no, 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 that's him or her. They're projecting <laughs> that onto me. It's obviously not me. And somebody reminded me of something that I've spoken about before and I've practiced it before is a Hawaiian mantra called Ho'oponopono. Ho'opono, Pono. And Ho'oponoponopono was made famous in the 1970s when a mental institution in Hawaii was losing employees and they couldn't keep up with hiring new people. So they called a sort of elder from the Hawaiian villages, Dr. Um, Lang. Anyway, they called him in and what he did was he didn't see any patients, but he practiced this Hawaiian mantra and he healed all the patients and the people. And once this had happened, the clinic closed and then the press from America, like sort of arrived in Hawaii to try and find out what had happened. And now many books have been written on Ho'oponopono, and there's two very fundamental rules for Ho'oponopono, one is that everything in your reality is your creation. You have to take full responsibility for Mm. everything that happens, the good, the bad, the ugly, the whole works. The second thing, if you do take responsibility, it means that you can change every interaction, every engagement with anybody and anything that you're having in life. And the four terms that change the energy and the projection of yourself into the world are, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, and I love you. And if you are able to look at anybody in your life that has done you wrong, that has illed you in some way, and guess what? We all have people we don't like in our lives, but we are projecting that onto them. And if we can change that and go, you know what? Thank you for teaching me this lesson. Please forgive me for thinking this of you or acting this way to you. I'm sorry for I have not seen this in you. And I love you because you're just another human being, just doing mm. his or her best because we I've done things that I'm not proud of. And I imagine he will one day also think about it and go, well, maybe I was a bit harsh or whatever the case may be. And maybe he no, might not. I mean, that's, that's his own growth process. So I did a full circle, uh, in about 10 days, I went from deeply hurt as a victim, deeply. I felt like a child that had been shouted to. And then I went into sort of anger Which was denial, which is not me, it's him. It's all him. He's he's crap. Um, Obviously, I'm perfect and he's just full of shit. And then I went round to, oh my God, it's all me, actually. (laughs) And this full circle was such a wonderful understanding of the forever reflection, projection, and self-introspection processes that we have in our lives. you know. And there's many studies coming out now that say to us that reality is actually only created when we open our eyes. When our eyes are closed, reality doesn't even exist because actually reality exists within us, not on the outside, but within us, which is a hell of a concept to try and figure out. I made a video about it a while back and uh, trying to unpack the sort of studies from the University of California around this. And so, you know ultimately i feel relieved i feel empathy for him i feel strong in my boundaries i am working with my brand i'm building a global brand and i have a process and a system that stead me well with global brands and organizations and governments and the fact that i was giving a free talk to somebody And them acting out like that, I'm very clear and confident in my resolve because I didn't go Mm. back, I didn't argue and I didn't want to actually do anything like that. But I had to go through the self-inspection process and I had to go through that process of taking responsibility for it, which ultimately then releases resentment, releases anger and gives you all your own power back.
0: And I think that's the most important thing to take away from this podcast is that we create some time for raising our self-awareness. And like, that's the number one thing that starts when you, like, when you get into the coaching space, is that's really what coaching brings to the table, is raise your awareness. Mm. And what that then means is, what is the impact that you are having on the world and what is the impact the world is having on you? And it's mm. so easy, like you were saying, to kind of fob off what happens to you as, oh, it's their issue. And never to sit with it for a little bit longer and ask, well, actually, how did I contribute? And there's a quote from Jerry Colonna. He's also an executive coach, and he—you'll love this
1: quote. I love this quote, bro. It was in your talk. Oh yes, I, I've, I've yes, committed. I love. Um, this. It was the one screenshot I took of your talk. Was this guy's quote? Hey, go ahead. I'm watching you. Um, <laughs> he said, <laughs> "It's not your quote, Eric. And I haven't used it, but yes, he's watching me, there's something called Google, Eric. Uh, I got it from there, bro. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so the quote
0: goes." how are you complicit in creating the things that you say you don't want? And I think that's exactly And partly how you can reframe it is how are you complicit in allowing the things that you say you don't want? So there's, there's multiple ways of looking at it, but ultimately we are complicit in creating reality. We create the reality. Everything. But, but, but we also co-create it with the people around us. Yes. So I think that's definitely my biggest takeaway from what you just shared with us is that, we have to spend more time thinking about about how things affect us and why they affect us like that.
1: You know, I suppose there are these trigger points and obviously deep down inside, I have this sort of understanding of myself somewhere that I have to unpack, Mm. you know? And we Mm. all have this personality trait in us that doesn't like ourselves at some level. And uh, we have to heal those, however deep they are, because ultimately you're stuck with yourself for life. And what are you, just going to like the person you are and you have to make peace mm. with it, you know? And there's certain traits in my personality that I can be better at, absolutely. And there's certain traits that these, sort of, they deemed negative by other people. But truth is, is look, my intentions are always pure, and that's really what it's about. And I love Grant Cardone's quotes. I don't really like much about Grant Cardone except in this quote. And he says, um, there are no haters out there. There's only quitters. Mm. People who've quit on their own dreams and hating on everybody else who's now achieving their mm. dreams. And mm. I think ultimately, you know, I think my, my, uh, my career has been successful, and it can either inspire people or turn them totally off to me. And that's just a natural reaction. And honestly, I've done that as well with people that are very successful I've also done that it was like a defense mechanism that I don't want to engage with them and I'd rather talk crap about them than actually be inspired by them and that's just something that's a human nature that we have to become aware of you know Mm. but you know what ultimately I think my last takeaway on it sorry Eric is every time I project now I'm like what you doing dude what are you projecting mm, on there? Mm. What, do you, what do you think? You, that's not what's going on there. This is your thing that you're having a conversation with in your own head. Get out of the way. Get out of your own way. Mm. Stop doing that. Send them love. Whatever the case may be, stop projecting. So that's been the biggest lesson for me.
0: Dude, and I'll actually just leave it right there. I think that, that sums it up perfectly. Great. Cheers, man. Thank you for sharing Thanks, with everybody. Us at- Thanks
1: all the listeners. And uh, we'll chat to you guys soon.
0: There we go. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Okay. Ciao.